All right, welcome to Livestream Stars. I'm Ross Brand, and Livestream Stars is the show where we feature talented broadcasters delivering high-quality content across Livestream platforms. And Livestream Stars is brought to you by Livestream Universe. Check it out, LivestreamUniverse.com. My guest tonight is the first in a, in a great list of guests that we have throughout this month of March. Tonight, it'll be Aaron Kilby, the host of media chat next week we have jay bear to talk about his new book hug your haters the week after it'll be brian fanzo to talk about a year of live streaming it'll be the one year anniversary of periscope and then uh the last monday of the month we have jen hoverstead who is the co-host with mitch jackson on the show live Monday afternoons on Blab. So great month of guests coming up. We also have a new website, livestreamstars.tv, where you can see all the past episodes and find out who's coming up. Um, the guest list is is set through the end of May. So again, you can check that out, livestreamstars.tv. So time to bring in the guests for tonight, and it's, it's a great one. Aaron Kilby is the host of Media Chat, as we mentioned, um, takes place Thursdays, 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Twitter. It's been selected one of the top 11 Twitter chats for bloggers, and it's it's long been one of the best Twitter chats out there and continues to be. Aaron also runs the Facebook group uh, Media Chat, uh, which is very popular. He co-hosts a monthly Blab with uh, Jody Okun and Margie Annalise. He's the Director of Marketing and Business Development at Artisan Color in Scottsdale, Arizona. Did I pronounce that right? Mm -hmm. It's spelled color like the Canadian C -O -L -O -E spelling or whatever. Yep. Yep. Um, and you were, you were named to the Arizona Republic 35 Entrepreneurs, 35 and younger in 2009. So it seems like whatever you put your hands on, you're pretty good at. And <laughs> what is what is your secret to success on social media? That's that's funny you dug that up. Um you know, I'm my background's more traditional. You know, I've done traditional marketing for years, just like everybody else. It's kind of transi transitioned into uh, social marketing. Um, but uh, you know, I it, what was funny is I had my own business back then. Um, I had it for four years, and one of my employees said, "You know, you you have to get the business up." And you know, at the time, I didn't really know much about social marketing. You know, I was on Facebook and um, you know, just kind of dabbling in the stuff. But my employees, like, you know. I went to this meeting and everybody else is jumping on it. You, you know, let's set up at least uh, a company profile. And um, from there we, you know, we grew it slowly, but um, what, year, what year is this about? It was probably 2008. Okay. Um, you know, and like I said, I was on it before that, you know, there was Friendster and MySpace and all of that. So I dabbled in it, but I never really just jumped in head first, you know, my background is was more into the creative. You know, I, I went to school for uh, graphic design um, right. and from there just kind of grew in the, the marketing space. But, um, uh, you know, the social media realm kind of grew in that time where, you know, we started one for a profile for our, our company. You know, everybody within the company had their own profile. Um, and then we still didn't really, you know, I still didn't really get it at the time um, until I moved to a, my next position at another company. Um, and I worked for uh, a company that was based out in Milwaukee and they were kind of playing, you know, they were a big print company and they were pr playing with um, how could you tie social media into printing? You know what I mean? Um, mm -hmm. So one of my friends there and, and uh, big in the space right now is um, Jonathan Brewer. Um, he's at, at House of Brew. Um, and he's the one that said, hey, you know, you need to get in. A little deeper into social media here's here's some things here's some ideas and one of them was twitter chats and so that night i went home after talking to him i jumped on and at the time um get real chat was brand new with pam moore um a lot of people know her you know she's been running it for the past six years or so and um you know after that i was kind of hooked so you know i started looking into other ones there was a uh, linkedin chat and um viral chat and there's you know a bunch of different ones and one night i was just playing around and it was kind of a joke actually but um one of one of my big friends um jessica northy um who runs cm chat country music chat she's really big in the space um 
she always talks about being social media, you know, wearing no pants and being at home. You could just kind of jump on whatever, you know, and this wasn't blab, you know, where you, you have to wear pants, well, even even though you wouldn't know. If you radio isn't much different, by the way. And exactly. that's been around for a well, long time. Well, that's where she came from. Yeah, TV and radio. So, yeah, uh, TV you would have to. but TV, you kind of have to put at least a shirt on. <laughs> exactly. Brush your hair. But um, so with that, I started a chat just joking around one night. It was called Pants Chat. And one of my one of my big friends here locally, Kelly LeBay, and she jumped on and we just started conversing back and forth and having a good time with it. And other people started jumping in and started talking. So it was probably like three or four weeks in. I'm like, hey, this is really turning into something. Where do I take it? You know what I mean? Obviously, Pants Chat is not the uh, the way to go. It was more of a fun you know, kind of chat. And then, so I was thinking, how can I broaden it? You know, my background's in a couple different things, you know, design, printing, marketing, and um, how can I kind of open it up to social media and, and all the different marketing avenues, you know, whether it's video, apps, whatever. And um, so I, I started media chat. I thought that would be a good one. No one else was using it at the time. Um, and there again, um, you know, I was, I was thinking if I'm going to do it, it needs to be a prime time at night. Um, you know, it's, it's pretty much starting from now till, you know, like 10 PM, 11 PM, where that's like the window of chats, you know, where people are just getting home, um, getting off work, you know, they have the time to jump in. And a lot of people have other, other chats throughout the day, obviously. But, um, for me that I, I tested it out on a Thursday night, um, and it stuck It you know, it worked. Um, it just kept doubling overnight. And um, so it's been every Thursday, you know, at 10 p.m. Eastern um, for the past five years. You know, I started it back in 2011. And um, so it, it has been a long time. And it's, you know, just keep it just keeps growing. New faces keep coming in. Um, it's It's been a good ride so far. So. So um, on on Anchor, you're familiar with Anchor. I know you haven't played around with it, mm -hmm. but you're familiar um, some good questions came in that that kind of relate to Twitter chat. So um, Jenny Q actually asked Jennifer Quinn, who hosts the Daily Q show, what you think about the idea of an audio Twitter chat, like uh, taking the Twitter chat concept with a time and people gather at that time around a topic and a hashtag and discuss with audio clips instead of 140 character text. Sure. I mean, I we've talked about this last time, you know, when we, when we were on our last show um, that you were on, we, we talked about, you know, some people using uh, blab um, in, in different tools, you know, to try to do a different type of chat. Um, right now, I think more or less doing, you know, blab is bringing people back into the Twitter chat once a week, you know, where it is on Twitter, it's live on Twitter kind of runs itself. Um, you know, there's, there's different tools they can use like twubs and, um, uh, you know, tweet chat and uh, those kind of things where you can, you know, use the hashtag to use that conversation where it's live and everything. Um, but I don't know. I haven't really, I'm, I'm kind of afraid, you know, to kind of jump off the platform that's worked for me the past five years um, to do something, you know, there again, I'm trying different avenues to bring it back every Thursday night to Twitter. Um, but, you know, would it be a, an hour chat through, you know, something like, you know, anchor or one of those, um, I don't know, you know, it could totally work, but there again, I'm kind of scared of, you know, the followers are so used to being on Twitter. Would it work? And, you know, yeah, Kristen Cardos mentions a, a flash anchor. I don't know if that's something that's already happening that's similar to it, or if that's just a, a term she came up with. I don't know. Kristen, yeah. no, it's not a thing yet. <laughs> okay. So yeah. Um, who knows? I mean, it could work because you would listen to one clip at a time, just like with tweets. Mm -hmm. You can't necessarily keep up with the stream in, mm -hmm. in, in a Twitter chat. Um, but that's OK, because you can read tweets that relate, you know, that respond to something that you were, you were interested in. And you can you can go through it at your pace. Right. Because there's no way like there's no way in a popular chat like media chat that you could possibly read every single tweet. Right. No, 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 not at all. And there's there's tools so you can go back through, you know, where people ask for the transcripts and that kind of stuff. But there's no possible way. And I even talked to a couple of programmers where, you know, they'll jump in every now and then. And we talked about how that there's like the side talk of, you know, what's going on. People are doing their hellos and how are you and, you know, catching right. up throughout the week, which is 
on the side of that, you know, how would you create a program that kind of runs that, you know, side talk and branches out and all that? And it, it's really tough to to come up with something that really works that well. You know, Twitter's kind of doing a good job, but uh, it's even far beyond that where, you know, there's all different kinds of conversations within that tweet. You know, the, and, the and I chat. guess you could have that same kind of thing on Anchor because you can reply to a specific wave. So um, you could have different conversations going on, all sort of under the larger umbrella of a topic. Mm-hmm. Um, another interesting question that we got, um, Jeff Dagley asked, um, what were your goals when starting um, Media Chat? And how do you feel, you know, have you achieved those goals? How do you look back on you know, what your goals were when you started at this point? Yeah, what's funny, like I said, I really didn't even have, I would even say goals in the beginning. My goal was, okay, well, I knew it was turning into something at the time. So, you know, be, making it broad like media chat. Um, but then as as it grew, I think my goals were um, having great guests on. You know what I mean? Having people from all different kinds of backgrounds come on and, and help us learn. Um, and the biggest thing... Um, you know, a lot of people use Twitter chats for companies, you know, to drive business right. to their companies or or their personal brand or whatever. Mine was actually just to learn from people um, in the space. I mean, I couldn't gather that much info if I ever tried anywhere else or even at a school that the people that are coming on and, and teaching us their backgrounds, you know, there's and, and especially in the tech space right now, it's, you know, overnight there's a new a new product out or a new app or, you know. Um, with the technology, it's crazy. I can even, you know, think about keeping up. So, you know, friends like you and, and everybody else out in the space, you know, they're, they're trying these new things. They're trying Anchor. They're trying Blab. They're trying, you know, all these new things. And basically, you'll come back and tell us, is it good or not? You know, is, you know, so why waste my time if I know, you know, somebody else in the space has already tried it and it didn't work for them or what are the problems, you know? And one of the the great things I I love about um, media chat, and I think it it really increases the the conversation level, is you give your guests a lot of input on the topic and on what what's going to be discussed and and shaping the discussion, um, which I think you know really gives a depth of of conversation so that each each media chat is very different. It's not because there's some Twitter chats which are are good, but they run into a problem in which the sort of the same question is being asked at some point, almost every chat. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and every media chat is different. Like you, you might do live streaming one night, you might do uh, Facebook groups another night, mm-hmm. but the questions that, you know, are contributed um, tend to be so different that, you know, the, ge- the general lessons that can be applied mm-hmm to anything on social media, just because people come from their own angles and bring their own input. Do you, is that something you, you planned or is that just kind of how it, how it developed? Um, it pretty much developed that way. I mean, personally, I wouldn't have enough content to just run a chat every week um, myself. You know, I, like I said, I'm learning from others where, you know, I may bring a, something little to the table here and there, but, you know, to, to have a new topic every week and to come in and, and talk myself, you know, I always thought a guest would be great because, you know, they're again, they're the, you know, they, they know their space. They know certain things way better than I do. And from there, I think it was part of the success that, you know, bringing somebody new on every week that they brought their followers, you know, they right, people right. that wanted to follow them and see them and learn more from them. And just, you know, people that came in were addicted to the chat and I'd see them the next week and the next week. And, you know, so that's, you know, grew the followers pretty much overnight, Um, you know, just having different people that they wanted to follow and learn from. So, What have been some of the most popular topics or some of the most popular chats you've hosted, some of the ones that you've gotten the the, the best feedback on and that, you know, you still look back on today and go, wow, that was a good one. Hmm. Some usually, you know, if you bring somebody big in the space, they're going to bring, you know, a good amount of followers and, and, you know, but there again, there's people that will come on and they surprise, you, you know, they're, they'll do triple the amount of people following. Um, and I can't really even pull one out just because there's, there were so many that we've done and um, you know, the, the most fun one. And I, it's one that I actually host myself once a year annually is uh, the best of the year. And I do it, you know, right, right around new year's. 
and people come in and they just have a blast because we're throwing stuff out there. You know, what was the best of the year? What was the worst? What was, you know, right, right. fun stuff. So I think that's one of the biggest, you know, ones where people come in and actually, but doing that every week wouldn't work either. So, you know, it's, hey, it's right. like one big one for the year. And then, but it, it's all over the place. I mean, there's so many different topics that we bring in every week. Um, you know, we've done social selling a couple of times. We'll bring in Blab, we'll bring in, um, Pinterest, you know, that was a big one back when it was starting up and that was huge, you know, it, right, it right. just depends. But, but I mean, it's crazy. We could have a show every week and there's that many new apps or whatever rolling out that, you know, it's, it just never gets old. So, right. Right. And I noticed that a lot of times media chat is, is trending on a Thursday night. Do you mm-hmm. follow that at all? Do you like keep track of, Oh, which tonight's uh, chat trending or what does it mean? Or I where, do. I where do. Was and- it in the list or, yeah. And people actually, you know, I don't personally look for it myself, but people throw it out there, you know, they'll find it trending. And, and, and if it's a big night where there's other big hashtags that are trending that, you know, whether it's political or whatever going on in the space right now, you know, right. like, oh, I beat out that, or we did this or, you know, <laughs> we actually had one that was really fun too. Um, because in my personal brand, I use bacon as kind of a fun little way to <laughs> yeah. open up. Yeah. It's, it's it's crazy. It's kind of uh, people ask me why I do that, but it's it's kind of a conversation starter and something I like too. But um, but one night we had, can we get bacon trending on on Twitter? And we <laughs> did. We had a full hour of it, just hitting bacon and talking about it and whatever. And it was just more of one of those laid back, fun ones that um, it, it was it was a great time. So a question came from um, Cindy Millet on on Anchor, and she asked. Um, what is the ideal length for a video? I don't know how much video you do, um, but she mentioned that um, people tend to drop off if a video goes too long. Um, sometimes I don't even play a video if it seems so long. I go, I don't have the time to invest in this. Um, do you have any, like, do you, have you kept track or tried to figure out, like, what do you think the, the ideal length of time for a video is? Um, that's a good question. We've, and we've I actually, think it probably depends on the platform, but yeah. And is it, is it, is it engaging? What's the content? What's, what's it, you know, what's it driving to? Is it more of a sales pitch there again? You know, I have a lot of, um, uh, I've had a lot of brands in the past come on and I, you know, anywhere from IBM to, you know, some of the big apps and, and I tell them directly, don't come on and sell. You know what I mean? Like if you're going to come on bring something worthwhile, that's around your product and, and teach us about that, but don't come on and, and just keep trying to, you know, direct it back to you or your, you know, whatever you're trying to sell as a service. And, um, and there's a couple that have run videos and, and I think the best ones that we've done, especially on a Twitter chat were through IBM where we would do like holiday sales and data and, and all that, where they would run a video uh, for a little bit of time. And it was, it was actually pretty engaging. You know, they were probably about 20 seconds, you know, in length and, uh, but other than that, you know, it's it's kind of up in the air. I, I personally don't make many videos myself, you know, other than dabbling in Blab and more of the live right. streaming versus recording, you know, for for that. So I, I guess that kind of brings to the to the to the larger community issue, right? Like in addition to hosting the chat, you've kind of built a, a community around media chat. Mm-hmm. You do a monthly blab, you um also have a, a popular Facebook group. How have those impacted um, the Twitter chat and and how do you feel that they, you know, either help the Twitter chat or just help build community in general um, off of the Twitter chat that then continues sort of in its own life outside of the Twitter chat? Yeah, I, I think it was probably about a year or two in uh, doing chat. Somebody reached out to me and said, why aren't you doing Facebook? You know, why aren't you doing it? Mm-hmm. Why aren't you in a group or or whatever. And then I started looking at, you know, get real chat and some of those other chats that do have a, a following on Twitter or uh, Facebook and um, you know, Facebook's live. It's one of those, okay, well the conversation is kind of over after that hour, you know? So right. um, from there, I didn't, I didn't think about it at the time, but I did, I just went on and started a Facebook group and started uh, putting it out there. Hey, do you want to be part of this? And, and um, it grew pretty quickly. And the great thing is, you know, it keeps that conversation going. So, you know, something after something like this, we could just jump on and, you know, ask questions or, or post, you know, Hey, this is coming up. And, um, you know, it's grown to about 1600 followers now. And, um, you know, each week there's probably about five or six, you know, so over time, 
Um, and I know other ones that are growing much faster even, but uh, I, I would say Facebook is the biggest one, you know, where the followers are. And, and I have a G plus group too, you know, Google, uh, a Google uh, community, you know, there's probably like 250 people there. So I still post there every week, but as we know, Google's not the, the top place, you know, uh, where everybody's hanging out. You know, one, one thing I haven't tried was LinkedIn. You know, I don't know how many Twitter chats or groups are, you know, are on there, but that's one I haven't really played with yet. It seems like in, in at least in the social media marketing space, a lot of the good conversations have sort of shifted from LinkedIn groups to Facebook. And, and now it seems like there's a lot of spam and, and I mean, there always was, I think to some degree in the LinkedIn groups, but I, I don't hear a lot. I mean, I know people who are, you know, job searching and stuff like that still say that there's value in, in, and some people who do selling, you know, through LinkedIn and stuff, but it seems like really the more interesting conversations right now are taking place on in Facebook groups. Oh yeah. And it's funny because people are starting to complain more about LinkedIn. I just had that the other day. And um, you know, I, what's funny if people do kind of come in and, and see you in the Twitter chat and like, Hey, I want to connect with you on um, LinkedIn. And then, you know, I come in in the morning, you know, check my, my mail and everything. And there's, Hey, I want to sell you on this or I want to sell you on that. <laughs> right, you know, right, right. At least every chat there's, there's uh somebody saying that and I'm like, all right, delete. I'm just saying I'm not going to reply, but <laughs> Facebook um, there's people where I don't know quite if they are a person or not, you know, are they a troll trying to get in or, and every now and then I'd hit okay approved and then they'll get in and the next day they'll put some kind of spam ad. You know, right. If right. I don't catch it fast enough, somebody else will, but um, that doesn't really, that rarely happens compared to some other places. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny LinkedIn. I mean, people don't even look who who spam with like selling stuff don't even look. Mm -hmm. Like I have people offering me recruiting solutions and sales <laughs> solutions for Livestream Universe. It's like, have you taken a look at our our at the business page that the logo links to? Yeah. We have zero to one employees. Do you think that there's really a lot of recruiting or have you looked at our website? We're not selling anything. That's no, crazy. Right now. And I don't even it's know what their background is like who, you know, how I don't know. But there's all these software solutions that I'm constantly being offered that are not a fit for, you know. Oh, yeah. And I can't even believe their job, whoever's doing this, you know, like I, I could not ever do that, you know. Like you just all day just long, you're like, oh, hopefully throw I get it out one. there and hope it hits, right? Exactly. No, it's crazy. So how much how much time does it take you to to run a Facebook group? What's involved and is it become more challenging as the group's gotten bigger or is it kind of like once you develop a, a workflow, it kind of is the same. Oh yeah. I've, I've been crazy, you know, at my day job that, that I do and, and, and my background, I'm still doing a ton of printing um, and, you know, traditional marketing. So there again, sometimes I can't get into social media to, to set stuff up or, or whatever. So I do have, I mean, over the past couple of years, I've kind of really drilled it down where, I don't spend that much time every week. Um, you know, I know I'm going to find a guest ahead of time. So, you know, if I right. find at least two weeks to a month ahead of time and start booking up the calendar, um, I send an email out to them. Everybody has kind of a templated email like, hey, let's figure out a chat or let's figure out the topic. Let's, you know, and we come up between, you know, eight to 10 questions. And, and usually I have them set it up because there again, I don't know their background. I don't know what they want to get across. Um, They'll send it to me. I kind of free look at it and and say, this is great. Let's go with it. Um, okay. And then from there, I just start promoting. You know, I put out, um, you know, I probably do a tweet a day through both, um, you know, my own and then media chat, uh, Twitter, and then one Facebook post and one, uh, you know, Google, Google Plus post. And that's about all I do each week. And it seems to work cool. for what I'm doing cool. at least, but yeah. Yeah, so um, I'm going to open up the seat. If anybody wants to jump in and ask Aaron a question, please do. Hey, Ann just joined us. Scott Johnson just joined us. Uh, um, Creative Link, Charles, uh, says LinkedIn exists because companies can't legally give out info about a former employee and employers are so desperate to see your personal side. And also it exists to sell your data, right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> recruiting solutions, sales solutions and selling data is a big part of LinkedIn. And I, I think maybe they've, they've kind of overlooked the whole user experience at this point because the, the monetization strategy is just taken over. Mm -hmm. But 
uh, obviously they don't have any competition in the space right now. I mean, it's you if you're a professional, you have to have a LinkedIn profile. And if there was another site that came along that started to become like the industry standard or whatever, then they might have to consider how do we keep these users or we won't be able to have as much data to sell to people. <laughs> That's just a thought. I, I like LinkedIn. I, I mean, I do. I, I take advantage of like you can put up visuals and you can add, you know, like portfolio stuff. There's a lot of great things you can do with a profile. I'm not I'm not knocking it, but mm -hmm. it is what it is, right? <laughs> oh yeah. And I've I've used it probably three or four times today, you know, trying to connect with people. And I've I've actually used it for sales and it works. But there's you know, it's just all that extra crap in there that, you know, have since it's just you know, I don't even look at it. I just let it go and if I need to jump on to connect with somebody, I do and jump out and so I don't even know how to use it for, you know, like like the Twitter Twitter chat space. I don't even know, you know, who's really out there using it to the best of the ability for that. So how does Blab fit into the equation for you? You you do a monthly Blab with um, Jody Okun and um, did I pronounce that right? Jody Okun? Okun. 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 Jody Okun and Margie Annalise. Mm -hmm. Okay. And how, how um, great Blab, by the way, I was a guest on that and, and really enjoyed it. Um, and so how does that fit into the picture? Was that to promote uh, the Twitter chat? Was that just to get familiar with the platform? What kind of made you guys decide to to go ahead and, and start a Blab? Yeah. I, I mean, it was one of those things where it was kind of good for us where um, we talked about it before where Periscope, you know, was kind of that one-on-one -on -one, uh, and then Meerkat before that. And, you know, we all tried that, but it, it just wasn't for me personally, you know, I, I'm not that great on video. I'm not, you know, more that one-on-one -on -one person. Some people are, I'm not, you know, but Blad came out and you just see people, you know, having a conversation and, and uh, doing exactly what we're doing now and um, started looking into it more. And um, Margie actually reached out to me um, and said, Hey, this is something we should jump into. Let's, you know, let's look into it. Uh, we talked to Jody about it and, um, you know, Jody has her own uh, Twitter chat as well, uh, College Cash. And um, we just thought, you know, with us three being able to jump on and, uh, uh, you know, direct people back to wherever we wanted to and just, you know, have that up, conversation. Guys? How are you? Good. Hey, I'll let Jake. you carry on. No, no, go ahead. What's your question for Aaron? Can you hear me? Yep. We can hear you. Can you hear us? Did you have a question? Are you Jake? waiting for me? Yeah, I was wondering. <laughs> I assume you had a reason for calling in, right? Oh, <laughs> Ross, I'm sorry. I can't hear you. I don't think I can hear you. I'll have to refresh or something, man. Okay, you know, refresh and then call back Call back in. But, yeah, I was lucky enough for, um, for Margie to, you know, ask the question and then for Jody to jump in. And, you know, having three of us, we can kind of start off the conversation and then bring somebody in. We have that, you know, extra seat. Um, and it's just so far has been a great time. Um, but you know, so all three of us, we were trying to do a weekly chat. Um, and just with everybody's schedule and everything, we thought once a month would be good enough to, you know, to, to try. So we're kind of in that trying phase is once, right. you know, once a month, good, do we have to do it more? Do we not? So, um, and then the last time we had it, you know, obviously Blab's been having some problems here and there, you know, in the, in the beta phase. So, um, we missed our last one and we're actually going to have it, um, What's up? Yo, Ross, let me see if I can hear you. Hey, can you hear us now? Yeah, we're good now. All right, I'm hearing a little uh, feedback there. For me? Uh, I don't know. Uh, Are you hearing it, Aaron? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'll so turn my volume ahead. down. Do you have a question? Fire away, Jake. Um, what, <laughs> what's the conversation topic? Okay, thanks for calling in. Um <laughs> I was just talking yeah. about that. Um, Mark Babbitt had a post on Facebook the other day about like things that bother you on social media. And one is when you call into it, like you wouldn't call into a radio Not show. Like, hey, what are you talking about? What are you guys <laughs> talking about today? But, you know, there's no real way to, you know, there's no real way to screen callers. Here, exactly. So. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, I haven't run into that. Yet, and, so. and it's always a gamble when there's no image on the uh <laughs> On the, um, <laughs> on the logo or whatever, yeah. On the logo, yeah. <laughs> so, um, in it, in it, what do you think? I mean, you think Blab is here to stay? Do you think Blab is going to make it? Do you think Blab is eventually going to go mainstream? Or 
you, you know, because I've seen a little bit, you know, people starting to drop off a little bit. There seems to be a little sort of dip in the enthusiasm. Mm -hmm. I mean, some people still love it and some people are going all in, um, but not not maybe not as much. And I think um, uh, with I think some of the problems that they're having lately, you know, where some shows, you know, you have a scheduled show, obviously. And when you get on, um, you know, you're not able to do the show. That kind of hurts you know, having your weekly chat basically, cause you got to reschedule it, you know, and if it works with the, the guest or not. Um, so I think that's kind of hurt in a little bit, you know, people know that it is in the beta phase. Um, I personally like it a lot. Um, and I think they're, they're doing a lot of good stuff, you know, where they're, they're listening to people. They're trying to add certain things that, that actually help it. Um, so hopefully they, you know, they do keep doing a good job with it and, and, you know, launch it here in the future. Um, you know, take it out of the beta phase. But I, other than that, I don't know. You know, tomorrow could be a whole new story with something else out there that everybody jumps on, you know. Right, but right. But for now, it's doing a great job. Um, so Meerkat, I guess, is is going to be shutting shutting down, huh? Yeah, I saw that the other day. That's crazy. Um, I guess the, when they lost the Twitter integration, that was kind of, that was kind of the Time thing go, that, yeah. that, that had them go downhill. And you know, Periscope, I guess Periscope was bought by Twitter, like just as they were launching. Right. So it was, it was like they had the, the, the Twitter advantage mm -hmm. and then they got the deal with Apple TV and it's it, it's, it's been kind of really good for them. Um, but I'm seeing like a lot of people are, are using like say they're live streaming an event. Right. They're live streaming on Periscope and they're live streaming on um, Facebook Live at the same mm -hmm. time. Seems like they're getting a lot more views on Facebook Live. I mean, I think it depends on what the event is and what the crowd, you know, how sophisticated the crowd is with live streaming. Um, but it does seem like, you know, Facebook Live is starting like for just for streaming an event, starting to do really well on those. Yeah. And I think because they already have the followers, you know what I mean? Like right. everybody, you, you put it out there that you're live, you have that many friends you're connected to on Facebook versus, you know, is it a tweet that goes out or not? Or I, I guess it's, you know, I think that's the success of it. Um, other than that, it's just like anything else. You know, you put it out there and it's it's live video. So um, I just think they have the, you know, the following one there that's just overnight they've, you know, it's become a success. So oh, looks like Jay Giles is joining us. I wonder if that's the, says musician. I wonder if that's a musician from the band. Hmm. Well, let us know in the chat box. <laughs> Hey guys. Hey Rachel, hey, how, are you? how are you? I'm doing well. I had to make dinner for a little person. <laughs> <laughs> I got to go do that after this, you know. Right. Um, I'd love to ask a question, Aaron. Um, I, you know, the whole uh, chat about or talking rather about the 10,000 character uh, limit coming up. Um, are you how are you preparing for that? And we don't even know what it's going to look like. I mean, are are you able to prepare right now? for how that might change or, you know, the scope of Twitter chats. That's true. Yeah. I, I have yet to put too much thought into it. Cause I know so many people are out there thinking what, you know, what's going to be the big change. What, you know, how are we going to market ourselves on Twitter now and, you know, use it. Um, that's a great question. I have, maybe I should put some thought into it and be ready for it. You know, it, it may be a good thing. It uh, may be tough to work around then because there is so much, um, but yeah, I have I have yet to put that much thought into it. Good question though, because I probably should be. No problem. Yeah. Sure. Do you think that that it's going to be um, the 10k characters for all tweets, or it'll just be for certain use? I don't know as of yet, because I know so many people have you know have put out their views on it, and you know they may change it as they go, or whenever they're going to launch it, or if they ever do. You know, it's we'll see. Yeah, I, my thought was just it was going to be, you know, you were just talking about how hard it is just to keep up with the, all the tweets going on in a chat, let alone your guest. Mm -hmm. You almost want to say, okay, guest, make sure you're keeping yours short so I can see yours and everybody <laughs> else can pontificate all they wish. But, um, but yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how that's going to format and, Change you know, market, we'll, yeah. and will it, will it move as quickly as it has, you know, and, and, and stuff like that. So just a, an interesting thought, and I'll hop out and let someone else hop in. But no, great yeah, that's a great point. Here. Thank you so much, Rachel. Yeah, thank you. See you. Guys. See you. 
Yeah, that would be interesting because, I mean, if somebody starts writing a 10K character uh, post, forget about it, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean you got to sit there and read the whole thing and then, you know. But even till they write it, I mean, you're not going to yeah. still be on the first question by the time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that's the easy thing because it's, it's funny how some people prep and some people don't. You know, some people are ready to just kind of go answer it as on the fly. You know what I mean? So they're trying in their type. So if there is a big, long thing, you know, they might be stuck on one long question, you know, and some other people, they just, they're ready for it. And, but yeah, that's a, it is a great question. That's one thing I have not thought of. Have there been some major changes that have taken place on Twitter that have affected Twitter chats in the last five years? Anything that, that, you know, maybe not at this, this kind of an impact, but <laughs> no, I, I don't think it's I been a very consistent anything. platform for the mm -hmm. most part, right? I mean, every now and then it would lock somebody out. Like, you know, I used to use hash tracking a lot. So they would change their mm -hmm. backend stuff and it wouldn't connect anymore. You know, there were some tools that you would use that, you know, once they change their backend, it, you know, it wouldn't connect as well or they would bump them out. Um, but for the most part now, it's everything's been pretty consistent and nothing's really changed. So when it comes to monitoring the Twitter chat and participating, what tools do you use? What do you find is, is most helpful? Um, I use, um, so I, usually when I'm running the chat, um, I have my own, um, uh, Twitter handle up media chat open at the same time. So I have Twitter open, I use twubs and I use, um, tweet chat. Um, and they've consistently been really good for me. I know some other people, you know, there's probably three or four other tools out there that they use. Uh, but usually I have all three open at one time and just kind of going back and forth. And um, you said Hootsuite, Twubs, and well, I, I don't tweet use chat? Hootsuite, not Hootsuite. Much, but a lot of people do. You know, a lot of people. Which do. ones do? You, which ones do you use? Uh, tweet Chat and um, Twubs. Twubs. Twubs is a little behind, but I use that for the media chat one because I don't follow that one as much. I'm doing my own personal one, where you know, or obviously I have more followers with that, and then I'll jump in and ask a question with that. So it so is kind of. Do you have them both open when you're doing mm -hmm. media chat, or and and so you'll be following and responding from from, from those yep. apps yep. rather than using the the native feed. Yep. And well, every now and then I'll go in the native feed because sometimes they can't take the full length of everything. You know, when you have a link on it, some it just depends right, on the program. Right. But um, and you find it it gets you what you're looking for faster than than using the live feed. Pretty or much. it's just, so. is it easier to respond? Like, what's the, the advantage? Because I've done Twitter chats both ways, mm -hmm. and I, I'm kind of comfortable with the native feed when I, when oh, I yeah. do it. I, I tend to have, like, the native feed open in a cell phone, and I have it open in, uh, in a, in a web browser, in. and it's like... <laughs> <laughs> and then the browser, I got one. I got one for replies and one for, yep. you know. Oh, yeah. and, and, and anybody that has ADD or ADHD, um, which I am one that has it, um, it just feeds my need. You know what I mean? It's like constantly looking at this and talking to that. And it actually works great. But um, but I do. It's I a do pretty intense hour, right? Oh, my gosh. I mean, it's, it's crazy. A, even just following one is intense, let alone, you know, running oh, yeah. it. And trying to answer everybody, especially being the guest. I mean, sometimes it's a little overwhelming for some of the guests um, where they'll come on and I'm like, it, it can be, you know, really busy at some times. And, um, um, but I kind of have it down where I, I know, you know, after it puts out where to look and what to, what to say or whatever, but, um, but it does move really fast and, you know, there's a lot of catching up to do after the fact. So. Yeah. Lotus Yan mentions that uh, tweet chat auto enters the chat's hashtag. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to remember to do that. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's kind of helpful. Yeah. Um, now do you use any apps for scheduling tweets during the week? You know, when it's, when it's not a Twitter chat or how do you, how do you manage your, your Twitter workflow? Um, I personally really haven't had to, um, you know, I know a lot of people that do that have many different accounts. Um, but I personally haven't really scheduled too much. You know, I've dabbled right. in it for some stuff in the past, but I haven't really found anything. And I'm like, yeah, I got to do that. And I got to set it up every week. And, you know, like I said, I pretty much have my routine where I kind of set it up the beginning of the week and kind of use that the rest of the week. So, um, and how do you feel about how do you feel about automation and you know uh, auto DMs and that stuff? Um, DMs probably not as much, but um, do you consider scheduling part of automation or scheduling is different from from automation? I think I think it's part of automation. You know, what I mean, you know, scheduling it ahead of time, and you know, there's a lot of markers that's only them. So, you know. For them to, you know, obviously you can't talk to, you, you can't be putting stuff out 24-7. You got to get sleep sometime. 
So I think it definitely has, right, right. you know, it has its place where if you are working with a big brand and you're only yourself really or a small team, you know, it definitely has its place. Um, but using it all the time and, you know, you really don't, you're not having a conversation, but putting out the big stuff, you know, and then using conversation from there, then perfect. I think it has its place for that. So. Right, right. Um, if anybody else wants to call in, um, you're welcome to. I don't know this person calling in, so um, hang out, chat with us if, if you like, and uh, we can we can maybe bring you in later on. Um, so uh, now, what other what other social media um, platforms do you find are, are helpful for you in, in in as as both the host of Twitter Chat and just in your personal you know personal branding and and connection social connections? Um, I definitely love Twitter. I think Twitter's you know where it's at for the live conversation, um, and that's where I built my brand probably the most. Um, you know, there again, Facebook, Facebook groups, all that that's huge. Um, the social media, uh, platforms that I really don't play in, you know, and I've dabbled in a little bit is like Pinterest and some of those, you know, where some people are just killing it in that space. You know, I finally started using, uh, Instagram a lot. Um, and you do a great job, you know, p posting it out there and I, I should probably be using it more for, oh, thanks. for, you know, that kind of thing. It's promotional, trying to bring people in and, um, but I'm trying to build my following more on Instagram now. Cause I know that's where it's at, you know? photos and in video and all that so yeah yeah um when you're when you're um when you're on instagram and and you see like you see people you know i use instagram a lot to promote mm -hmm. right and i don't know whether that's 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 annoying people or whether that's the right thing to do i mean i tend to use instagram a lot to share you know, what's, what's coming up on, on blab. And I use it to, um, you know, maybe put a photo up recapping a blab or whatever. Now I, a lot of it is, is also promoting what other people are mm -hmm. doing, but still I sometimes wonder if I'm not being true to the platform where, you know, I'm not really capturing moments that are happening out in the world. I'm kind of using it to just say, here's what I'm up to. And, you know, chances are you're going to look at my image on Instagram more likely than you are elsewhere. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I don't know. I don't know what, the, what the line I'd is. I'd say there. like anything else, you know, if it's working for you and it's actually working, drawing people back to wherever you're trying to get them, then, you know, it's working. It's, it's doing its job. So, um, right, right. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Sorry, I'm a little distracted trying to get rid of people. Keeps keeps rejoining with a different different username. So there's um, Craig. Hey Craig. Hey, Craig's here, yeah. Um maybe try a different way to deliver that content. Craig, you want to jump in with us? Yeah, um, he's, Craig he's runs a, Relay. Yeah, he's got a great tool. And, great, great yeah. tool. I use that for all my show cards. You know, they just changed the show card format, I think. They went to like a, a rectangle okay. because all my, my future show cards are kind of distorted. Was. Yeah, so. I saw that actually. I kind of like the like twice as wide as high mm -hmm. kind of thing because it fits nicely like to insert into a blog post yeah, a or whatever. Yeah, ones are working like that. You know, you got to fit them all into like Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. Yeah, Rachel says um, 1,000 by 1,000. And Craig, one second. Awesome, awesome. Craig's going to join us. So um, what do you have coming up? What's what's coming up this week on, on Media Chat? Um, so we're going to actually be talking about it, uh, Instagram, which is awesome. Um, oh, cool. And um, uh, her name's Nicole Hampton, and um, she's out of Chicago, and she does a great job. Um, so we're going to talk about Instagram for uh, brands. Um, which, you know, I'm excited for, cause I'm actually excited to learn a little bit more, you know, on posting and how it all works exactly, you know? So I'm excited for that. That's, but. that's cool. That's cool. Do you get a lot of, um, questions about Instagram? Um, like, you know, if you're doing a tweet about social media platforms and stuff like that, is there a lot of interest in, in Instagram amongst the people who join media chat? Because there's certainly like a lot of attention being paid to Instagram, both from just general users and from marketers right now. Yeah. What's, what's funny is I thought that topic would have come up a lot more, you know what I mean? From some of the guests or, you know, when I ask them Instagram, probably we may have talked about it once, you know, way back when it started getting a little popular. Um, but that's why I'm pretty excited this week because we haven't really covered it as of yet. So, and I know right, she does a right. great job. So, 
are are you active on other on other platforms? Do you use Tumblr? Do you use Pinterest much? Yeah, I I pretty much don't touch those at the moment. Um, and and that's where there again I've learned from um, Jessica Northy. You know, she's huge in the space, and she's like, you got to pick your your best. You know what best works for you. You can't be great on all of them. You can you could be great on you know one or two, um, and be okay on the others. So I think. Um, you know, being on Facebook and Twitter and all of that, it's kind of where it's at for me. Um, and then being on Blab and, and, you know, Instagram and that kind of stuff is kind of my secondary of, um, you know, of where I hang out. So how you doing, Craig? So welcome, welcome, Craig. Gentlemen, how you doing? Craig is an awesome app, uh, relay, relay that.com. I, I, like I said, I, I use it for all, all my show cards. I use it. Just tell everybody about it. What? Sounds like you're cutting out Ross a little bit. Oh, can you hear me, Craig? Uh, yeah, it was uh, uh, streaming a little bit for those seconds. Oh, okay. No, I was just asking if you, if you want to tell everybody a little about Relay and why you started it. Before yeah, we... well, the, the interesting segue is that uh, every time I create graphics, somebody changes the platform. <laughs> I, I, created all, I created all these optimized graphics 1024 by 512 for twitter and then they're like ta-da we're gonna allow uh square graphics and then you know i, I made all these square graphics and then uh, instagram's like we're gonna accept all formats and now, <laughs> now i created started creating all these graphics for blab and i i lined everything up to so that it wouldn't get covered up and now they're like ah by the way we're gonna go square so um <laughs> but with with that being said i mean my one sentence plug is uh, we uh, we have a platform where graphics create themselves. You add your content into it, and at the couple clicks of a button, it automatically creates graphics at RelayThat.com. Um, you know, but uh, be, beyond that, uh, we got a couple other features, which are search engine optimized tags for images and things like that. But I mainly just wanted to come in here and, and support you guys. I try and I was actually on my phone. That's why it took me a second to jump over, but. Um, you know, one of the things you had mentioned, Ross, that I was going to just make a comment on and I was feeling lazy and didn't want to type out was, you know, just this <laughs> idea that, you know, sometimes these visual platforms, um, even though I have a business that helps people create visuals, it's tough to create graphics for every single platform. And sometimes, you know, uh, as Aaron was talking about, you know, these chats are more fluid, you know, where you need to kind of create um, right. just quick you know, shoot from the hip type tweets and mm -hmm. and text and things like that. But, you know, one of the things that you might want to try for Instagram, I think, you know, to, to put a punctuation point, I think variety is a spice of life anymore. You know, I was just having a conversation mm -hmm. today with somebody that wanted to create episode art for podcasts. And I looked at her feed and it was just episode, 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 episode. And everything looked the same. And I think that having a consistent feel and look to your brand and even the the fonts and things like that is good. But what I'm also finding is you got to intersperse in some, um, a little bit of uh, humanity into it, if you will, even in your visuals. Right, right. So, you know, kind of my comment in the sidebar was just this idea that, you know, maybe every one or, you know, one out of six picks, maybe you just write something on a notepad and hold that up, you know, just to kind of give it a little bit of a, um, a break in the you know the the look of everything and that's really what we're what what i've moved towards in relay this idea that you can discover graphics that are consistent to your brand but also um cause conversation and i think that's the big thing for visual content right now mm -hmm. is create something that is that people will relate to you and your brand but do it in a different way or ask a question you know, like the kind of content you share, I think mixing it up is important. Mm -hmm. Well, and, and I think with, what's funny is my background, I said I was a graphic designer for many years. You know, I grew up graphic design. And what's funny is that the space now, you know, to try to create that many, you know, pieces of artwork to put up and share and all that would just be crazy for any graphic designer. So what's funny is, you know, some people come out with different um you know, not apps, but companies that say, hey, we're going to do graphic design for $35 and, and do your logo and all that, you know, that's, that's kind of hurting the industry. But at the same time, you know, with what you put out there, there's, there's no way any graphic designer could, you know, be 
putting out social media stuff like that and, and putting it out in that space. And it's so great, you know, for, for what it is. So it, and it honestly, is honestly, Aaron, it was born out of my own pain point. I mean, I've used Photoshop since Photoshop one. I'm a 3d animator. Mm -hmm. I really had to spend a day creating a couple of graphics I could, but it, it was this pain point when I launched my podcast um, before this, that was, I was spending so much time perfecting the graphic. Mm -hmm. and I wasn't setting up an email list. I wasn't creating opt-ins. I wasn't doing the things that really were important to making a successful business. Mm -hmm. I was just kind of focused on the graphics, you know, much to my own detriment because I was enjoying them. Yeah. But, you know, I think that my, you know, I always tell people that these tools, some, most of them anyway, are pro designer. Mm -hmm. We're not trying to replace designers, but in my opinion, we want to empower people to create really great assets and not spend their time saying, uh, the Facebook header has shrunk 20 pixels. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I've got a few front work. Yeah. And I know marketers like that. They pick every little thing apart, you know, where this, yeah. you can design it in minutes and you put it out there, and, you know, for the cost and whatever else. It's crazy. It's really funny to kind of notice how this arc that I've been on because I used to uh, design subway door hangers. Okay. And talk about disposable, snackable graphics on your door. Mm -hmm. It's just like, you know, you got to change the date of, you know, this one is in Minneapolis versus Wisconsin. Right. Mm -hmm. You got to go in there. You know, it's just like, junk graphics. So I'm trying to save the world from over tweaking and creating mon mundane graphics mm -hmm. so that we can be more creative. So that's and what's, and what's funny with all those different pieces, you can create so many different graphics with those pieces that, you know, nothing's the same. So it's, yeah. it, it's just, it's a great idea. And I, what I really like is if you want to have a consistent style, like for a show or whatever, and just, you just want to swap in a new picture mm -hmm. of a guest and a new, you know, a little bit of new text. If you use some of the other apps, I find you, you're going to you might when you swap in a picture, you might end up like moving things around and then like, how do I get my logo back to where it was? And how do I get this right? Like nothing moved like the, the beauty is you're limited in your choices. You can only it was there before. Right. Like so Aaron's photo will replace the guest from last week and it'll go right into a limited spot. I don't have to worry about. Like I, I, I delete the old photo and then, okay, am I going to get the new photo back where yeah, it yeah. was? And, you know, there's a, it like sounds like, okay, this is really very simple, but it's really not that simple when you have a lot of little elements and the beauty of it is like the design is frozen, right? It's, you're it's telling like, me, uh, okay, you're going to put it right here. You're going to click this button and, it, and, and it's going to look good, right? Like you're limited, but you're limited to something that's going to work. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like you. you want... So anyway, I'm, I'm cool, a big man. fan of what you're doing. I, I was going to say it's kind of like you want pizza, but then you go to a pizza buffet. It's like you're never, you know, <laughs> you're never going to be able to choose. So, um, but, but you know, I digress. Like I didn't want this to be about that. I, I actually had a question for Aaron. Sure. You know, I've I've heard about Twitter chats, and I, I wanted to hear your thought of the the benefits the organic benefits of doing these twitter chats and why you you know spend the time on them and things like that because they they do seem very daunting for someone that hasn't done one and they seem like you know very intense and um, i was just wondering like how did you get kind of pulled into that and what is the you know what's the what's the the, the roi on your time what's and the benefit like of it and everything um i would have to say um you know, I, I did it more for fun personally. Uh, it was it was to help me learn in general. But the people that I've met, uh, it's invaluable. I mean, I've done events. I've been here. I've done that. And, you know, I would have never, ever been able to do that without doing Twitter chats, you know. So the stuff that I've done in the past, um, you know, I've, I've been paid for it. I've, I've been to really big, big events, um, you know, flown there for free, stayed up in a nice hotel. Um, you know, and the fluids are part of it, but, um, you know, friends like you, you know, that people that I meet that, um, I would have never met before without it. Um, and that was one of the biggest benefits. They said, get on there and you want to start meeting people right off the bat, go in there and, and, uh, just start it up. Um, I, I still think, you know, without even running a Twitter chat, I think being on Twitter chats and, and engaging, you know, is, is a help for anybody, you know what I mean? But if uh, I've seen a lot of companies and brands um, use it to their advantage, 
you know, where, where um, there again, like I said, you don't jump on there and do the hard sell. But if you're putting stuff out there, you know, like anything else, you're putting good content out to them um, and they're learning from you. Then there again, it's a benefit to them. But there again, you're gaining the followers. You know, I don't think I would have half the followers I do right now if it wasn't for the organic growth of Twitter chats and all that. Um, you know, I, my, I, my only hang up a little bit is just the format itself mm -hmm. versus just getting on here and chatting with you guys. Yeah. Um, the same reason that I, I try not to text a lot if I can jump on the phone with someone because usually you can get it. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah. Work. it's, it's a lot more. Work. So I was just like, is is Twitter chat kind of this niche thing where a lot of people aren't participating and that's why it's so focused or or is it something that a lot of people are oblivious to? No, and I, I think, um, you know, there's there's new people now, which what's crazy. I think one of the biggest things to me that was like, wow, this is crazy, is that people um, from different colleges, you know, now that now that social media is as big as it is, you can actually get a degree in social media. Yeah. Um, so people are actually, you know, teachers are sending their students to our chat to to actually do their homework. Oh, and I'm okay. like, holy crap, you know, people are wow. directing, you know, their students to actually learn because um, people are truly learning, you know, on the chat. Um, and and I think that was one of the big payoffs, too, is like, wow, this is a little bit bigger than I probably even think it is. And um, um, there again, I, I've met so many great people and, and have done some great things. And I think it's definitely worth it. Um, you know, I was explaining earlier that I have a day job that really doesn't intertwine with the stuff that I do on social media. It does a little bit, but not, you know, I, I do it more for fun and, and um, you know, gaining the networking, getting, you know, to know more people. But, um, you know, I spend a little bit each week on it. And um, after you get the hang of it, it really isn't that much work if you do it right. Cool. Um, and I think it's well worth it. You know, if, if you're looking to drive people back the you know, Twitter's where it's at right now, you know, um, and it's been like that for the past five years. So I, you know, there was a couple of times where I'm like, well, maybe it'll change or, you know, you kind of get scared. They're going to make this change. It's going to blow up the Twitter chat and everybody's gone. Um, but for the past five years, it's been great. So cool. I'd say, I'd say like from the point of view of somebody who doesn't run a Twitter chat, but who participates from time to time, I think the benefit for me is it's the one chance I have like where mm -hmm. I'm having real conversations with people. I'm not just retweeting what they do mm -hmm. and saying thanks for the retweet and, you know, hoping maybe somebody will read an article or whatever, but where I'm really talking with people and, and having, and before Blab, there was no place that, that you could easily go mm -hmm. and have these conversations. And even with Blab, you get so many more people on a Twitter chat that you're you're bound to start a conversation or connect to 20 like you connect you'll probably get like 20 30 new connections just from participating in a Twitter chat and amongst those new connections there'll be probably be a couple that you'll you'll have a conversation mm -hmm. with that you'll comment on something they say they'll comment on something you know you say and i also find that you learn things like you just learn like if the Twitter chat is on creating creating you know visuals or whatever for your for your content i'll learn about a tool i'll learn about a a, a new way to think about design or i'll learn something that i'll mm -hmm. i'll go look up later or i'll try or whatever so um i i think they're they're, they're cool i i think they're a lot they're they're a lot of work like you said compared to jumping on and mm -hmm. just chatting with people but every time i do one i'm i'm glad i did it's like wow that was really cool and that like that's really kind of the, kind of become the heart mm -hmm. of the conversation on Twitter, right? With so many people like automating stuff and scheduling and and, and so forth that that's, that's really that's where so yeah. the the social mm -hmm. media is still social, I think right? I was probably um, I hadn't done one yet because I just was trying to get my head wrapped around how it worked and you know what the expectation was and how fast and furious it was and all that stuff. But it sounds yeah. like. I mean, as you, I think you made a really good point that it's really the only platform where you can have real-time dialogue with people. You know, you can't do that in the Facebook group. Mm -hmm. If you uh, try and do that in a chat, in a Facebook message, people get mad, obviously. Yeah. There's really, and right. it seems like it's the, correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like the only text-based uh, platform where you can have dialogue with hundreds of people. Mm -hmm. And in a, in a kind of a focused hour, where everybody says, hey, I'm here to, you know, have this dialogue. So, yeah, okay, I, I kind of oh, get it. Crazy. for that. Oh, yeah. and, and you've been to Twitter chats before, right? 
I mean, you've. I I was in. I I saw one, and I think I commented once or twice. But to me, being in one is like I'm kind of locked in and actually like <laughs> commenting. So I I've been I've been kind of uh, on the fringe, listening maybe, and and maybe through a lot you're, of you're lurking. What they call yeah. a lurker. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, you should join us this week then jump in um, and just, I mean, you know, it, that's what we always say. Just jump in, get your feet wet. If you don't like it, obviously you don't have to do it again. But the, one of the biggest things, you know, I was so into Twitter chats. Cause once you get into it, you know, I, I just was like full force. So I was doing like two or three a night and, you know, and it started pulling me away from the family or family stuff that I was doing. It was like, okay, well this is, I'm getting a little bit too crazy. Um, so throughout the week, I probably have three, you know, there's still way more that I love to go to, but there's, there's three that I really kind of jump in and go to and, and still converse with a lot of people. Um, but yeah, it's, it's the best way to meet people and you'll start seeing your followers just start doubling and it's pretty cool. Is there, I think there, there's probably somewhere out there. They have all the chats listed. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm trying to think. Um, Brian Fanzo had one. I have a There's, bunch listed. On, you had one. Oh, go ahead. I have a bunch listed okay. on Livestream Universe. Um, I think it might be under a tab mm-hmm. that's just like other or something like that. And you drop down, and there should be like a list of Twitter chats that you know okay. are fairly reputable ones. Yeah, yeah, at least you know? <laughs> not ones that I necessarily participate all the time, but either I participated in Ooh, or I've and, read and good things about or what's whatever. What's hilarious. Um, uh, I was going to say, what's hilarious is there's literally chats on everything out there. Uh, One night we were joking around, it was was a bunch of people, and I said, yeah, I bet you there's a chat on, I just threw it out there, like doll chat, you know, people that collect dolls or something. And literally a half an hour later, this lady chimes in with her, their, you know, doll chat, you know, and is like, oh, are you going to join us this week? And I'm like, oh my God, like, there you go. Cool. Well, thanks for, uh, thanks for humoring me and also giving me the kudos, uh, I appreciate that. Um, yeah, I'll, great job. Uh, I'll open up the seat for somebody else. And um, my wife just got home here too. So I better, uh, it's, <laughs> it's time to get off the blab. Because when I got on blab, I was the same way, Aaron, like you and you were with the chats. I was oh, just yeah. like, all right, I got to slow down a little bit. This is too great. <laughs> so, but, uh, but love your show, Ross. And uh, I love connecting with you guys. Thanks, I'll catch Aaron. up with you soon. Yeah, good talking with you, man. All right, see ya. All right, ya. have a good one. So um, before I let you go, and I want to ask you this question because it's a good one from Lotus Jan. Um, I just started my first Twitter chat for an organization I volunteer with. Any advice for this newbie hoping to get more people engaged? So what would you say to somebody just starting out a, a Twitter there chat? There again, how they be can... patient. You know, just like social media for anything, it's not going to happen overnight. You know, you got to build your followers. Um, so be patient. Um I would say there again, there's other like prime times throughout the day and it all depends on what you're trying to get out there. Um, you know, midday might be better than end of day for people, depending on what um, you're putting out there. Um, don't be hard sell. Um, you know, I always say bring a guest on because there again, they'll bring somebody with them and, and um, it kind of changes it up. So they're not just listening to you every time. Um, and you know just have at it just keep checking it out you know do, are you on the right time slot or are you not so and yeah, participate exactly. in other twitter chats because you'll you'll meet people and and then they'll they'll uh, find out about yours it's amazing like, like on the facebook group you know they're all from twitter but everybody's so helping each other um you know somebody will put a question out there and they'll jump on it and be like hey did you try this did you not and you know just that alone is is huge so do you have a couple of favorites? I know you mentioned there's a few you do regularly, but in addition to media chat, which is great, what else would you recommend um, for someone who's interested yeah, so in social similar media topics? That, that realm, you know, viral chats have been a big one, and that's right before media chat every Thursday night. Um, there's get real chat on Tuesday nights. Um, you know, there's one, uh, like I said, there's one for everything. There's one for country music. So my my friend that's in that CM chat, I try, try to jump on there <laughs> Monday nights. Um, Content chat. Um, and then there's two fun ones. Uh, there's even fun ones out there that you can kind of just go jump on and have a great time. There's spoof chat on Wednesday nights. Um, and there's uh, nostalgic chat, uh, nostalgia chat on uh, Sundays. Um, there's another one, uh, social road trip. So, you know, these are all hashtags, obviously. Um, a social road trip where people drive around and meet people from, you know, other states and, you know, Hey, I'm traveling here. Who's here. And, 
and that kind of thing. And there again, they're driving them back to the Facebook group. So um, those are, those are my favorite that I've kind of stuck with over the, you know, the past couple of years. Awesome. Well, this hour has flown by. Thank, Thank you, you so lot. much, Aaron. Yeah. It's great having you on and, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna definitely want to have you back on awesome. maybe in the summer um, if that's if that works for you. And uh, always, always the public invitation is a great exactly. Way to exactly. No, that would be awesome. Thank uh, you. But uh, it's it's great having you on. I, I love media chat. 10 p.m. Eastern Thursday nights. Check it out. Um, you're gonna be talking. They're gonna be talking Instagram this week. So uh, you definitely want to check that out. Also, um, Thanks to everybody who asked questions and joined us. A great discussion tonight. Next week, we have Jay Bear, Monday night, 7 p.m. Eastern, right here on Livestream Universe. Uh, Livestream Stars brought to you by Livestream Universe. I'll get it out eventually. Uh, Jay Bear, his new book's called Hug Your Haters. I think he's the most retweeted uh, social media marketer, digital marketer out there. So, uh, he's got a heck of a following, and we're really excited about having him join us. So, Thank you. thanks again, Aaron, and good night, everybody.